This is The Michael Wall Show. Michael is a speaker, author, and president of The Wall Financial Group. His passion is to help families live on purpose and live with purpose. And now, here's Michael Wall. Hey, everybody. Hope you're having a great week and enjoying your weekend so far. Whatever you're doing, whether you're hanging in the sun or riding on your boat or Hanging with the family, whatever you got going on, it's going to be a great show this week. And if you've been listening to us each and every week, you will know that the introduction, uh, a little bit different. Name of the show, a little bit different. And, you know, Randy uh, and I, as well as uh, other folks, have taken a lot of surveys and looked at things and just decided, you know, for simplicity and clarity, we're going to transition and change the name of the show to The Michael Wall Show. So that's what you'll be hearing uh, moving forward. And uh, welcome in again this week. It's going to be a lot of fun. And, You know, Randy, one of the things each and every week we try and do is kind of cover important things that are going to apply to our life, something that the listeners out there can walk away with and take away. And I know it's so crucial. We've got some great things coming up. We're we're going to talk this show. We're actually going to have some information from Jim Cramer, uh, the BlackRock CEO as well. We're going to talk about uh, some clips and some of the ideas of of, uh, Reba. Reba McIntyre, if you've heard that name, great lady. She's got a great career, stellar career. Going to talk about some of the the reasons behind her new CD as well as uh, some other things that are important to her. And I'm going to spend a few minutes this first segment talking about the importance of how you see yourself. This is huge in, in, in helping you get to where you want to go in life and improving what you're doing in life. And by the way, if you haven't reached out to us, if you haven't checked this out online, go to leanonthewall.com. That's always going to be the, the hallmark. That's where we'll be, leanonthewall.com. You can check out a little bit about our firm, about the show. If you've missed past shows or want to check out previous shows, little disclaimer, you will have some of the previous shows potentially hearing the idea of the Wealth and Health Show, and that's because of the changeover of the name. Uh, but check us out there. If you have a question for us, you want us, something you want us to share on the show, go ahead and scroll down and, and click on that box. It says, uh, uh, request my review, and you can just type in information there, and we'll talk about that. If you want a second opinion on your wealth, hey, you know what? Markets are up, down, changing, moving around. Got some questions about what you're doing. Well, go to leanonthewall.com, see if you qualify. Typically, that's a million and above is our threshold. And then we have a private wealth division and a pro athlete division. Just respond to us there or give us a ring, 888-511-9255, 888-511-9255. And for all of you that are listening via podcast, I know a lot of you are listening on the radio, but there's a lot of folks, a lot more folks now that are actually listening on podcasts, whether it's uh, on iTunes or Stitcher, SoundCloud, whatever it may be. We appreciate you listening in. We'd love for you to just take a minute and... Uh, Rate the show. Give us a give us that star rating, five star. If you think it's quality and you got something great from it, as well as leave a comment. Love to hear your feedback, and I think that's important, Randy, because you know as we're trying to share information, feedback matters, doesn't it? Absolutely, we appreciate everything, and the people who tell us, "Hey, will you handle this on the show?" Hey, this intrigued me about what you said. Well, we can handle those things, and I guarantee you there's a lot of people that feel the same way you do. So we really do appreciate that feedback. Absolutely. You know, uh, one of the one of the things we always want to do each and every week is add value, have great guests on and uh, really just try and share information that we know that I know over the last 16, 17, really 20 years of work and life and business has helped me to get where we want to go. And that's really, really important. So as we move into the show this week, I want to start out with a segment talking about the idea of the importance of how you see yourself. Now, I'm not, not necessarily talking, we will talk about this, you know, you wake up in the morning and you go and you look at yourself in the mirror and your hair's in 350 directions <laughs> and you're like, whoa, what is going on there? What happened overnight? You know, what, what, was I, what was I doing? What was I thinking? Get the moose out. You know, it's interesting, Randy, when I put a little moose on the kid's head, you know, do some combs, our kids anyways, the four little ones. Uh, they always they always call it cheese. Dad's putting cheese on my head. <laughs> so, so we got a bunch of cheese heads. We are not Green Bay fans, but we are uh, we are cheese heads in the morning as we do the do the moose to get the style right. But no, this is really important, and I want you to think about this because wherever you are on your journey, if you're just starting out, you're starting a business. Maybe you're in a place where you've got a hugely wildly successful business company. You want to sell it. You want to uh, uh, move on to the next thing in life or you're retiring from a company or you're just, you know, listen, you're just trying to be a better person. You're trying to be in a situation where you're trying to be healthier, live better, make a better, greater impact in the life you're living. How you see yourself is very, very, very important. 
I love with the idea of the fact that, you know, Zig talks a lot about the fact that a lot of people go to the grave with their music still in them. In other words, there's so much talent and ability inside of you. And are you really using it and utilizing it to help other people and to be, be the success that you know you should and could be? Well, sometimes you're not. And the reason you're not doing it is because of, quite honestly, how you see yourself. If I look at myself and I'm in a situation where I say, you know what? I don't know that I have any value to share. I don't know that I can change people's lives. I don't know that I can. And by the way, I can't change your life. But what I can do is share information and thoughts to help you improve your life. You have to take action. But if I don't believe in my heart of hearts that I have experienced things and gone through things that have given me the ability to add value as you're listening to your life, then guess what I'm not going to do confidently? I'm not going to share that information. But but one of the things that I know is over the years of me learning and growing and spending lots of money, I've spent lots of money to sit in front of people that who, who are way smarter than me in times past and learn from them and learn what can I take from what they're saying and their experience to apply to my life. And so I want to share that information to you so you can do the same thing. You can take the information that I've learned and that I've utilized and I've seen help us be successful and connect with people over the years and apply it to your life. And and it all boils down to how you see yourself because if you do not see yourself as the person that has the ability or the confidence to be that value add sharer, and that's not even good English, but if you don't see yourself as that person, you are not going to share value to other people. Because you don't believe you can. You don't believe you have anything that can really add value to others. And so we got to start with how you see yourself. Do you see yourself confidently, number one? Do you see yourself as someone who is a, uh, a trendsetter, number two? Or do you see yourself as, as someone who is just going to always be watching the trendsetters? Well, just watch what the people on TV are doing, you know, the Kardashians or the uh, whoever it may be that you watch or look into. I don't watch the Kardashians personally. <laughs> but whoever it is... Whoever you follow, whatever it is, are you always going to be a follower or are you going to be a leader? There's nothing wrong with being a follower from time to time in life. But sometimes you're called to lead. And if you don't step up and lead, there's going to be people who are looking for direction that miss out on the direction that you can offer because you're too shy or reserved to share it. We all need to change how we see ourselves because that can help us get to where we want to go. Just health-wise, if you don't have the confidence that you can get in shape and, and, and eat the food and, and do the workouts and eventually be that person that's healthy and in shape, you're probably not going to try. I love the thought that says this. You don't have to be great to start, but you do have to start to be great. Let me say that again. You don't have to be great to start, but you do have to start to be great. And I reference that mirror in the morning as an example because we've all experienced that. You know, Randy, where you wake up. I know your hair is perfect. Oh, no. <laughs> when you wake up in the morning. I'm the guy with the hair all different directions that you were describing earlier. I'm one of your cheesehead kids. <laughs> Believe me. <laughs> so, so you're there coming in for the moose and the cheese oh, saying, come on, yeah. baby. Yep, get yep. that brush out. Let's get the hair straight. Uh-huh. And then... Uh, and your wife's the one combing your hair, right? Uh, no. <laughs> she, she's the one looking at me aghast in the morning saying, what happened to you? <laughs> what is going on with this guy? So, so, so I use that example because, you know, as you're listening to this, just think of this as, as a question. So you, let's say you're, you, you know, you've had an example, you're going there, you're in your bathroom, you're doing your thing. Maybe somebody took a shower for 14 hours and the mirror's foggy. Mm-hmm. You can't see. Have you ever experienced that? Sure. You know, you're there, you can't see yourself in the mirror. So my question is, if that mirror is foggy, how good of a job are you going to do at combing your hair looking into a foggy mirror? Not very well. (laughs) Not real good. You're going to say, I think it's straight, but I'm not sure. And then you walk out after you brush your teeth and you still got that piece of oatmeal (laughs) stuck right in the middle of your front of your teeth. "Um, I think you missed something. (laughs) You got oatmeal on your teeth and brown sugar on your lip. That's not a good start. All right. You got to you got to clean that up. The point is, if the mirror is foggy, you can't see those small imperfections that, by the way, does not take that much effort to change. You just need clarity in order to see it. So when you look at your life, when you look at how you see yourself, how do you bring clarity into your life? Let me give you one piece of guidance. One is, who are the people around you that are speaking into your life? 
You ever have friends that all the time that, you know, uh, we used to call them when I was on the book field selling books door to door. They call them Ned Negatives. These are negative people. Every Somehow these people have a phenomenal gift to take anything as positive as it may be and turn it into a negative. Oh, boy, the sun is out today. It's such a beautiful day. Well, I know, but I'll tell you, if you stay out too long in the sun, you're going to get a sunburn. Boy, you got to stay in the shade. And, boy, I'll tell you, this sunscreen nowadays, you know, if you put it on too heavy, it runs into your eyes. And then, I mean, it's like they can take anything that's a positive. Boy, this steak, you know, oh, boy, look at this, the best steak I've ever had. Oh, I know, but, you know, it took a little longer than I originally anticipated, and I'm not as hungry as I was I mean, it's like, are you kidding me? They're, they're waiting for the opportunity, Randy, to, to create negativity. And it's, it's so one of the things that you can do as you're listening to this to help you see yourself better is get out of hanging out with those people on a regular basis. Don't hang around with negative people. The other thing that you can do is change your input. What are you listening to? And that's why we encourage you each and every week to subscribe to the, if you're not subscribed to the show, listen in every week, go to leanonthewall.com, subscribe to the show, listen to positive stuff. You're going to get this each and every week about how to improve your life. Very, very important. And number three, so, so number one, get rid of negative people in your life. And number two, that might, that might mean, by the way, you need to defriend some people. And number two, change your input, change your input. What are you listening to? Each and every week. What are you listening to? Number three, make sure you make an active effort to seek out positive people that want to change their life as well. We've heard it said before, you are the average of five people in your life, right? You're the average of those of those five closest people. So why not five find five people that are wanting to move their life forward and they're even potentially ahead of you? Improve your average. And I think, Randy, those types of things are going to help people change the way they see themselves and, more importantly, change their life and the lives of others around them. You're listening to The Michael Wall Show here. You can find us online at leanonthewall.com to contact Michael. You can also use their phone number, which is 888-511-WALL. Well, we like to listen to some very interesting people here on the radio show, and we're going to hear from some of them coming up next. You may be keeping up with some financial news, and you may have heard something called the VIX, which is what they call the fear index. Well, the fear index is at a very, very low point right now. Is that something that we should really really be looking at and taking into consideration when we move forward with our money. We'll take a listen to Jim Cramer from Mad Money and what he has to say about that, what Michael has to say about that next on The Michael Wall Show. I'm Carolyn Ryan, a financial correspondent. And I'm Michael Wall, a financial author, advisor, and radio show host. You know, Michael's one of the area's leading financial advisors, and every Sunday morning, I get to interview him about things like Social Security, the stock market, and how to plan for retirement. You'll walk away with financial news and retirement tips you can apply to your own life. Watch the Sunday Morning Money Report every Sunday right before the CBS Sunday Morning News at 8.58. See you then. Welcome back to The Michael Wall Show. Michael has appeared on several national media outlets like Fox Business, Bloomberg, and CNBC. And now, back to the show. Tonight is the night, we'll fight till it's over, so we put our hands up like the ceiling can hold us, like the ceiling can hold us. Can we go back? Welcome back to The Michael Wall Show. Find us online at leanonthewall.com. You can find us at 888-511-WALL. That's 888-511-511. 9255. Well, some people might be looking at the market and saying, hey, the ceiling can't hold that either, Michael. It's nowhere but up. And there are other people that uh, feel completely the opposite. So I was mentioning the fear index. Why don't we, why don't we talk about the VIX just a second here before I, we hear from, from Jim Cramer? What is the VIX? V I X. It's something that we used to rub on our chest. Our mom did that <laughs> when we were kids, right? Isn't that what oh, it is? Yeah, it's ex- <laughs> well, listen, yeah, it's exactly what it is. So you get it in a little jar. Typically, it was a tan color. You screw the top off. And uh, it's, you can, if, if you put it on, the beauty of it is you can smell yourself. <laughs> Uh, oh, actually, people can smell you from two or three rooms out. <laughs> so true. the nice thing about that is, is when you're actually coming into someone's house to visit them 
and you smell it two or three rooms away, uh-huh. you know they're probably sick. <laughs> And you can stay away from them. You can stay out. You can, you can actually just leave the house quick. And uh, so I th- I think the inventors of that of that really were paying attention. <laughs> no, that is one type of VIX, but that is not the type of VIX we're talking about here. This is it's a volatility indica- index basically. And what it is is it's an indicator. A lot of people have probably heard of it, but you know they say how important is it or how important isn't it? Well, listen, we have become so technical. There's so many indexes indices, and there's so many. Uh, different forms of judging volatility today that it's really become just one thing. You know, you can look at momentum, you can look at um, consumer spending, you can look at uh, job reports, you can look at uh, housing markets, you can look at all of these other things as indicators, you know, consider whether it be leading indicators or lagging indicators, depending on what you're looking at. And so the VIX, the volatility index is just one of many that is used to look at What's going on with the markets, potential direction of the markets? Uh, you know, there's conversation, Randy, that, that people are even talking about the idea of an, an autumn top. Mm-hmm. So signs potentially that an autumn top is brewing in stocks. And, you know, what does that mean? Well, what it means is the market has been kind of stubborn in, in reacting to bad news. And that can be a little bit of a concern when you have uh, news. Some of it's positive, some of it's negative. But when we have negative news, potentially, and I don't mean necessarily negative political news because there's always political nonsense. But when you look at what is actually fueling markets and just complacency when we've hit record levels, it kind of starts to conjure up the idea of, okay, is this really a sustainable market? And is there going to be some type of uh, turnover? Is the steam eventually going to run out? So the VIX is a volatility index, and it gives an idea of how much volatility is actually in the markets right now. How much concern or fear is in the markets today? Well, we're at an, a low of about a 20-year, even a 24-year low of the VIX. So people are feeling very, very confident right now about the yeah. direction that the market is going, feeling like there is nowhere to go but up. Well, well we- and remember, the VIX, the VIX works uh, totally in relation to a seesaw, right? I mean, we've all been cherry-bumped before when we were young <laughs> riding that seesaw. Yeah. So I know, Randy, you've been cherry-bumped on the seesaw. I know I was. <laughs> sure. You know what that means? Yeah, it means Somebody's coming down real quick and you boop, you're bumping up. So, they, or they jump off and down you go. Yeah. Yeah. Down you go. It's like, wait a minute. So at the end of the day, you're, you're in a situation where it happens fast movement in the other direction. And that's, that's one of the concerns when we look at is again, it's not, we're not fear mongering here. There's a lot of people out there that want to fear monger and say, Oh my goodness, this is going to be worse day. And I do believe we have some major issues that are coming. However, uh, we we got to be in a situation where we look at it and we, we make decisions in a rational perspective. But but the VIX being at an all-time low and the markets being at an all-time high is definitely a little bit of a cause for a step back and reevaluate. And I think that's the most important thing as we're getting ready, I know, to listen to what Kramer has to say. But the idea is uh, it's this is a great reevaluation time of what we're doing with our portfolio. Well, we like to listen to smart people. We we enjoy hearing people who are successful. That's what this show is all about. Jim Cramer, of course, the host of Mad Money, may love him, may not, but he is listening not only to the VIX, but to another voice. Take a listen to this. You don't want to dismiss the VIX. You want to recognize how few people are worried. But I think that if we had an actual poll of hedge funds, we'd find overwhelming negativity overwhelming about this market because it's too high. The valuation is too expensive. It needs to come down. That's what they're thinking. Interesting. So he's listening to another set there. So, I mean, that brings us to that point here, Michael, of what voices do we listen to? I mean, we, we you talked about that a little bit in the first segment. Who Who's getting inside your head? Who's affecting what you think? And boy, there's a lot of voices to sift through in this financial arena. Well, there sure are. And, and that is that is really important. And, you know, as you're listening to this show, one of the things that you got to know is not necessarily what's going on out there, but what's going on in here. When I say in here, I'm talking in particular to I'm talking about your portfolio. I'm talking about your wealth. Right. Your goals are different than other people's goals. I, I you know, Randy, I had a conversation with we did a book signing just a couple of weeks back and I was talking with a couple that came and we had met them before. Great people. But they're in a situation where they're basically 100% of their money, almost, is at the bank in CDs, mm-hmm. right? And the reason is, is because they're like, yeah, listen, we have enough money that um, you know we can live our life and do our thing. And if we just take a little bit of interest from what we're doing, we're going to be fine. 
the problem with that, in my opinion, is, you know, it's about stewardship. It goes back to stewardship. You might have enough money to live your life and do what you want to do, and that's fine. But if you can maximize your money and create a plan around it and, and, and ask yourself, why is money invested here and why is money invested there and actually create a plan that works, now you're in a situation where you're being a better steward of what you have, what you've been blessed with. You can give more to charities. You can live more confidently. You can do more things. Even if you have plenty of money, you still want to maximize it. And so I kind of looked at it and I, I thought the idea of one of the disadvantages of having your money all in, let's say in CDs as an example, in that scenario and you may be listening to this and you may say, well, I don't have all my money in CDs. And that's fine. But you, they were in a situation where I said, you know, really what you guys are doing is you're losing money safely. I'm like, what are you talking about losing money? I mean, I'm not losing any money. I'm in a CD. I'm not, you know, whatever. The reason you're losing money safely is because we're not even making enough interest to surpass inflation. We're not even keeping up with inflation. So technically, when it comes into buying power, we are losing money safely. Now, you know, when, when Kramer talks about the VIX and when he talks about uh, hedge funds and, and everything else, here's what you got to know. You know, as far as um, rank by valuation, okay, where are we in the world of stocks that are most and least expensive, right? Well, the U.S., um, as far as looking at it, you know, we're, we're number 40 on the list. In other words, we are one of the most expensive markets in the world. That's a big deal. So when you talk about valuation of markets and when should we get in, when should we get out? You don't necessarily want to be buying in the most expensive market in the world. I had an opportunity I was out um, connecting with, if you've ever watched Million Dollar Listing on TV, it's it's properties in LA and Hollywood and that sort of thing. So I have some friends at Siami Homes uh, here on the island. They also do Siami in, in New York. They did, they redid things like they redid the Guggenheim building, the Harvard Club. Um, they've done a lot of great things. Got a $320 million project in New York going on right now. Beautiful building, beautiful building, great architecture and things brought in from Italy direct and all kind of stuff. But we were out looking at some development projects uh, in particular in LA. And we had, you know, we were kind of touring through some things. So we have some connections with a company called The Agency. And the reason I brought up Million Dollar Listing is is two of their guys that work for the agency are actually the, the show, you know, they're on the show, Million, Million Dollar Listing. So we're going through all these properties. One of the properties we went through was the next door neighbor to Jennifer Aniston, uh, things like that. These are all 30, 40, 50 million dollar properties. We went through the old bunny house, which was interesting. Hmm. That was where Hefner across from the uh, Playboy Mansion and that was there for basically teardowns, about an about a 18, 19 million dollar teardown. <laughs> tear the house down and then you rebuild and, and you, you know, you build something for 15, 20 million and, and put it on the market for 60 because the market is just commanding that in, in LA right now in, in Hollywood, Bel Air area, which is what we, where we were looking. Well, what's interesting is, you know, you, you go to different markets, okay? And you might be in a housing market where you can, you can buy and build a house, really build a house for, you know, 150, 200, 250, 300 bucks a foot. And then you go to other areas, like on the island, Palm Beach Island. You might be talking about four, five, six hundred to fifteen hundred dollars a square foot. And out there in LA, you're talking about Randy anywhere between. They're literally selling homes for twenty five hundred to three thousand a foot. There, I mean, there's a house right now that is uh, it's a two hundred fifty million dollar house, and it's there's a soft offer potentially. We'll see, but soft offer on it for one hundred sixty five million. Whether it'll sell or not, I don't know. Fifty thousand square feet. Another house they're building right now, it's, it's literally $500 million is going to be the, the retail sticker. Uh, it's a 100,000 square foot house. And is there, these are really trophy properties. So why do I share all this stuff? The reason I share this is because there's money coming into that market from all over the world. And when you watch money, money moves, right? So we're in a situation where, um, you know, London was the hot spot, and it still is in, in some regards, but it was back in the day. Hong Kong was a hot spot. New York obviously was a hot spot. Um, you had these pockets of hot spots in different times and different seasons. And right now, LA is a hot spot. It's where big money is coming in. There's going to be something like 40 to 50, uh, $40 million homes that are going to hit the market in the next two months. All right. Now, whether that will be oversaturation or not, I don't know. But what we do know is that is a hot spot for the ultra wealthy. And why I'm saying this in relation to your wealth, how does that apply to you and wealth? Well, because we want to look at hot spots and we want to look at what's happening. But when we look at markets, we want to look at hot spots 
and make sure we don't ride the wave too long. And right now, the U.S. economy, the U.S. stock market is one of the most expensive markets to buy into in the world. Well, Randy, what's the old philosophy? Buy what and sell what? You buy low, sell high. That's what I was taught. That's the plan. And so what we want to be looking at is, okay, the U.S. stock market is very, very expensive. Uh, now, I know we can inter, you know, connect globally, certainly, but the U.S. market in and of itself is a huge fuel behind other markets in the world. And so I think what he's talking about, what, what, what Kramer's talking about, is the idea of being in a place where we definitely have to make sure we are checking out what's going on uh, with the VIX, with the volatility, and how are people thinking? What are institutions looking at and what are they doing? And right now, there's a, there's a, there's a great cause for pause <laughs> in the market. So I think that we get – this is a great step back time. You know, we've made some gains. Let's not be greedy. Let's take those gains off the table and let's think about, okay, what are we doing to help us move forward in the correct direction? You're listening to The Michael Wall Show. And as we always say each week, as Michael is going through his kind of analyzation of what's going on right now, you may say, you know what? I'd like to have that conversation. I'd like to sit down with Michael and see how this affects me. Well, we offer a private wealth review. Look us up online at leanonthewall.com. There is a place right there where you can uh, type in a question if you have, and we'll follow up with you. You can also give us a call at 888-511-WALL, 888-511-9255. Coming up next, another voice out there. Now, this one's saying we should push more money into the market. Rick Reeder from BlackRock is that guy, and we'll see what Michael has to say about that next on The Michael Walsh Show. Hey folks, it's Michael Wall here. Just wanted to share a quick thought on how you can make a huge impact on someone else's life. As an active member of Christ Fellowship, I've had the opportunity to interact with a variety of top-notch charities. And it can be challenging sometimes to know where to get involved, either with your time, financially, or both, and then to be sure that your gifts and donations are really making a change. So I wanted to share with you an organization that has recently been ranked number one by Charity Navigator and is dramatically improving the lives of young people, Place of Hope. Place of Hope has been doing just what its name says, giving hope to young people since the mid-90s. I want to encourage you to visit placeofhope.com. Again, that's placeofhope.com to learn more and to see how you can help the cause of improving our nation one child at a time. Thanks for joining us on The Michael Wall Show. Now, let's get back to the show. And welcome back to the Michael Wall Show. You can find us online, leanonthewall.com. 888-511-WALL is our number. All right, Michael, you were just talking about how we should have a little hesitation about the market that we're in right now. Going up, up, up is great, but we know markets can go up, they can go down, they can go sideways. Well, this is Rick Reeder. He is the CEO at BlackRock. He's a market guy. And you will see that he's a market guy because he says, you know, the only place to be right now is the market. We're in a world where demographics are driving a demand for income and the equity market has the income today. You're not getting any cash flow in the fixed income market, so it's got to flow into equities. Well, it's hard to disagree with that, Michael, that, that, that the markets are doing well and that's where people are making money right now. But is that the only place that we have as far as an option for our money? Well, I mean, it's it's not the only place. You know, it'd be like, you know, Mr. Kroc back in the day saying the only place to get a good cheeseburger is McDonald's. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? A little bias. Yeah. I mean, it's like, uh, you know, this might be the only place to get a cheeseburger. And McDonald's has got locations all over the world. Well, McDonald's is not the only place to get a cheeseburger. And sometimes you get more quality meat other places and sometimes you can't, you know, whatever. So at the end of the day, it's the idea of... Listen, I'm not discrediting what's being said there, certainly, but I do want to say we live in a world of, of salespeople, you know, and I have a company. Obviously, our goal is to grow and make money and everything else. Obviously, service clients is very high on the list because if we don't service clients, guess what? 
we're out of business. And that's why my name's in the company and they, we, we take a lot of pride in what we do. But I think you've got to look at it from the scope and the lens of, wait a minute, who is sharing the information and why are they sharing it? All of a sudden, you know, people that have these companies which are buying investments and doing things uh, become the experts and they their, their primary goal is obviously to share information, but their number one focus is to bring more assets in. I mean, when you hear Vogel talk about the idea of index funds are really where everybody should be, and then you think about Vanguard, what do they offer? Well, they offer a bunch of index funds, uh, ETFs, so to speak. It doesn't necessarily mean that those are bad things. It just means that you have to evaluate where the information is coming from in the, in the sales world that we live in today. What do I mean by that? Well, you know, we have strived to position ourselves in a lot of ways as a coach. But what that essentially means is when we're sitting down with people, families, and giving a second opinion, or we're, we're talking here on the show. You know, our goal is, as you're listening to this, is to say, okay, you know what? He's sharing some information that isn't necessarily just one-sided. Now, you have to have some clear direction. Don't get me wrong. You can't just be in a situation where you're listening to 15 different ideas, and then you're like, uh, okay, they all sound good, but what should I do? Well, you're never going to move forward. You know, it's like the idea of getting in your car and starting it up and having 10 different ways to get to the destination, and then you're like, uh, okay, which one should we pick? And you spend 35 minutes picking which way to start. I mean, you got it's, it's that quote that I said earlier. You, you don't have to be great to start, but you got to start to be great. So as you're listening to this show, or as we're connecting with families uh, you know, in the office, one of the things our goal is is to sit down and give clarity to all of the different ideas. Because I don't necessarily care which structure or idea we choose, and that's the beauty of how we're set up. You know, we, we connect with Clarify. Uh, we have, uh, so we have advisory services we utilize through them. We have insurance products. We have estate planning services that we'll utilize. We'll bring attorneys in. We have a tax attorney in one of the companies that I have. So we have all of these different people coming in saying, okay, let's look at this from a non-bias objective so we can sit down and look at what are your goals, what are your desires, what is your focus, and let's create the right strategy based on what you're trying to do. I think what happens, Randy, is if you just listen to TV or you listen to radio or you watch uh, you know, watch or read print, I should say, or, or look at different articles, and then you make your decision on what you are going to buy and what you're not going to buy or really invest in or not invest in based on that information. Well, now it's like sitting there in front of the TV and watching a prescription drug commercial where you see, uh, you know, somebody come on talking about something and you're like, oh my goodness, I didn't, I never, all these side effects, I, I never, or all these potential uh, symptoms, I never knew I had lymphoma, entomyalgia, whatever disease that doesn't even exist, but you know, it's like, all of a sudden you think you're, I'm sick. I better ask my doctor about that. Well, that's kind of the same thing that happens when you're reactive and you watch financial stuff and you say, well, let's invest here and let's invest there. Instead of sitting down with a group of professionals or one professional initially that has a group in their team that can actually say, okay, what do you want to do? What are you striving to do? Because what's right for the, someone may not be right for someone else. And, and when he talks about being all in the market, you got to remember, yeah, I mean, fixed income right now, bonds right now, not necessarily the best place to be. Why? Well, not because we don't like bonds per se or fixed income, but specifically because of where interest rates are. And most people know by now by listening to the show or by uh, catching things other spots, they know that bonds work in a par value. And as the interest rates go up, bond values go down. We also know that interest rates are at historic lows. I think if you're paying attention a little bit financially, you know that interest rates right now are at historic lows. Well, that leads to the only conclusion, and that is that interest rates are going to go up. And as they go up, what that means is your, your bond value, your par value, which is how bonds work, are going to go down. So your valuation is going to go down. Real simple example, if you have uh, you know $100,000, a million dollars, $10 million, $100 million, whatever the number is, in a bond or a bond fund or fixed in type instruments, fixed income type instruments, as interest rates rise, that valuation will go down. So a million bucks, all in bonds or fixed income, interest rates go up, your value is going to go down. You're still going to get your yield, whether it be monthly or quarterly, that's kicked, but your value itself will actually go the other way. So 
it's important to say, okay, well, maybe we don't want to be in bonds or fixed income right now, but should we be all in the market? So I know that was kind of a long setup, Randy, but I wanted to do that because I want people to think about as they're listening to this, wait a minute, where is this information coming from? And by the way, you know, you may say, well, Mike, you, you have a wealth firm. You want to grow. You want to bring in new clients. Well, yeah, that's true. But I got to tell you in the beginning, we have a, we have a pretty significant evaluation process to make sure it's the right fit. So as we talk about this, as we say this, it's very well vetted. And what are some other solutions? Well, obviously there's insurance products that offer, you know, income type opportunities. We typically don't think using income structures from them are necessarily always the best. We'll often use insurance products as a way that's just almost like a bond alternative. Steady Eddie, you know, we're looking to average three to 6% over time, can't lose any money, that kind of thing. But then there's also alternative structures that are off market. And that might be buying industrial real estate. It might be buying in medical office buildings. It might be buying into like CVS stores and Walgreens and Wawa's companies that are actually building that where they kick yield. Things where there's demand. And that's not necessarily just REITs per se, although those are options that some people have used. Some of them are good. Some of them are not good. You got to look at the underlying product and the underlying investment. But there's a lot of different things out there, Randy, that, that you can invest in other than just the markets. So we got to ask ourselves the question, how much money should we have all in in the market? And I think the answer should be, we should not have 100% all in. We should have a, a nice percentage spread across. I had, uh, I had a, an example. We're going to talk about this next segment when we talk about the idea of finding purpose with your wealth. Very important. How do you find purpose with the wealth that you have? What is the money designed to do? Is it doing what you want it to do? And are you comfortable being able to do everything you want to do in life and maybe you can do more if you actually have purpose behind your wealth. But Randy, as far as where you can invest, there's so many different opportunities. And that's why you really need a coach, someone who has an unbiased perspective that's not trying to sell any one product to sit down and say, okay, let's go through this and let's talk about this uh, big picture. You're listening to The Michael Wall Show, and we appreciate you tuning in today. If this is the first time you heard us, we hope you're enjoying what you're hearing, and we want you to try to explore a little bit more. Go online to leanonthewall.com, and there you can find our radio page, and you can find out some of the past shows and tune in there. We have some very interesting people that we bring to the show each and every week. And if you like what Michael is saying and you're kind of connecting with it and saying, you know what, I'd like to have Michael take a look at where I am right now, find out where I stand right now, uh, talk to us about a personal wealth review. You can find it online at leanonthewall.com or 888-511-WALL. We'll continue our conversation about finding purpose for your investments, purpose for everything you have in your wealth portfolio. That's coming up next on The Michael Wall Show. Worried about losing money in another market crash? Ever wonder if your investments are in the right place? I'm Michael Wall, president of three financial companies, radio show host, and TV commentator. There's a lot of fog in the financial industry, and I want the average investor to be able to break through that fog. That's why I wrote the book, Retire Once, Retire Well. It reveals secrets that Wall Street doesn't want you to know and gives you insider tips to help you maximize your wealth. Go to retirewellbook.com to get your copy right now. Welcome back to The Michael Wall Show. Whatever it Welcome back to the Michael Wall Show. Find us online, leanonthewall.com. Michael, in the previous segment, you were talking about having purpose, purpose for our lives. We talk about that, but having purpose for our investments as well. I know that there's many times where people will come in and you'll kind of evaluate things and you'll say, well, why do you have this? And they'll say, I don't know, because somebody told me I needed this. And <laughs> they don't really have that purpose, do they? Well, they don't. And, uh, you know, I love that song that you use there to bring in, obviously, from Imagine Dragons, just the idea of whatever it takes. Mm -hmm. And I think that's an important question that we need to ask ourselves as we go through life on a regular basis. Are we willing to do whatever it takes to improve what we're doing? Or have we become so comfortable with our condition that we're not willing to change? You know, and it's like the frog in the pot, right? I mean, he's in a situation where you put him in, you put him in scalding hot water, he's going to jump right out. But you put him in that water and you gradually increase the temperature, he's just going to cook himself there. 
doesn't get out because he gets comfortable with the surroundings. He gets comfortable with what's going on. And then, and then all of a sudden, you know, it becomes too late. So I guess my question as we live life and for you as you're listening to this is are you willing to do whatever it takes to improve your life? And that might be financial. That might be making better steps each and every day. That might be being a better father, being a better mother. It might be having more positive things in your life. It might be, you know, making and changing the evaluation of where your portfolio is right now. It reminded me, Randy, you know, we kind of talked off air, but I had a conversation with uh, two great ladies, mother, daughter, the other day. And they came in, they just wanted a second opinion. They were at the book signing where we did the signing for, uh, you know, our newest book, Retire Once, Retire Well, which is, a, by the way, if you're, if you're out there and you want a simple guide, go to leanonthewall.com. You, you can see the book right there and, and, or you can get it on Amazon, wherever you want to go. But that book in particular, it's a simple, easy guide, easy read, 105, 110 pages designed to be a simple read and really just help you think outside the box. So if you're in a situation where you want to get something in your hands that's going to help you with that, go to leanonthewall.com and you'll see the book there. Just scroll down just a bit. You'll see it. Click on it and that'll take you to that. And I encourage you to pick up a copy, make some notes. There's a place for you to make notes. But that's really important. You know, we sat down and we had that conversation. Uh, as I mentioned, her uh, lady and her, her daughter, two great people, really, really just salt of the earth, great people, really just want to change, add value live with more purpose, give to more charities and all that. And when we sat down, financially, she was okay. She was going to do just fine. You know, no debt. She had a uh, decent-sized portfolio. But there was no plan. There was no plan around her wealth, none. And she was in a situation, she said, you know, Mike, one of the things that concerned me when we were talking is, uh, number one, my money's not really going anywhere. It's not moving forward. It's not moving backwards, but it's not moving forward. Now, she's taking some distributions and things like that, but that was a concern to her. The other thing that concerned her was she felt like, you know, she really wanted to give more to charities and things that were adding value, you know, creating legacy, doing the old Dennis Whiteley thing, which is planting shade trees under which she will never sit, which I think is a great way to look at life. I love that. But she wanted to do more of that. She wanted to add more value, but she was a little fearful because she didn't know necessarily where the money was going to come from or what it was going to look like. Um, And sometimes we're in a situation where we just need to get a plan together. And that plan gives us real direction. And more than that, Randy, it actually gives us confidence that we can do what we need to do in the future. You know, when you're in a situation where you sit down and if you have your investments, and this is often a conversation, and you mentioned it last segment, and that is why are your investments where they are? So you say, well, that's because uh, we've been with these people for X amount of years and this is just what we've done. Okay, so why are you investing here? Why are you investing there? Why are you, you know, what's the purpose with all of that? And a lot of times, surprisingly, you don't hear, there's real no purpose. It's just like, well, this is just what we've done. It's just, you know, whatever. And to me, it's like, that's not okay. What about creating purpose? How much of this money is designed to, and you know, we talk about the portfolio as a business. How much of this money is designed to use for charity? How much of this money is designed to be used for uh, kids? How much of this money is designed to be used for lifestyle? How much of this money is designed to be used for current uh, other things that you want to do? Maybe give here and there or just whatever. And then long-term legacy, grandkids or uh, other charities long-term or different things like that. So really creating some passion and purpose around what you're doing, what it does is it unlocks the door and the opportunity for you to feel free to say, okay, you know what? Now I know why I'm doing what I'm doing, number one. Number two, with the market's turnover, I know what to expect. I mean, how good does that feel? You know, the markets turn over, markets crash. What do they crash next month, a year, two years, three years, 10 years? Who knows? But when it happens, you're in a place where you know we've prepared in advance with a, with a high degree of certainty. There's no, there's no guarantees, but with a high degree of certainty and probability of what we can expect, God forbid, the market turns over. Well, that brings a lot of confidence onto the table and quite honestly, a lot of comfort onto the table and it allows us the ability to say, you know what, now I can move forward and maybe do it even a little bit more than I would have originally planned on doing because I have clear direction and I have clear purpose wrapped around the monies that I have. Not just, I got my monies in an account and I hope it grows each and every year. Well, that's not a plan. That's, that's a hope. 
So we want to create a plan. And I'll tell you, you know, Randy, I know we had the opportunity uh, to sit down and kind of get some some clips here from Reba McIntyre. Mm-hmm. She's done some great things. And uh, we were, I know we we're going to play a few of those cues for folks. So as you're listening to this, get her thoughts on some of these things as well. Yeah, Reba's one of those people who is in that position where I think we all want to be. You know, artistically, she can do whatever she wants to do now at this point. And I mean, she's had that kind of success. And I think a lot of our people that listen to us are in that position. They have achieved great success in their life. And now they're looking for that thing that gives them some gratification. Here, the new single from Reba is called Back to God. And it's on her new album called Sing It Now, Songs of Faith and Hope. And she talked about that, about what was the impetus behind doing a gospel CD at this point in her life. It really is. It really did help me through a rough time in my life. Uh, I have a very strong faith. I always have. I got that from Mama's Mama, who I'm named after. Her name is Reba Estelle Smith. And Grandma taught us kids the verses in the Bible and the songs that we would sing uh, that we'd sing on su- and Sunday in church and then right there on the pond dam while we're fishing we'd get in there and we'd we'd be singing all the great songs from the the little old brown hymnal that we had at chalky the chalky church in chalky oklahoma so it's something that has always been a part of my life and my my being and so to get to do those songs again like i'll fly away and when the roll is called up yonder and amazing grace and how great thou art along with new songs that uh, one that randy hauser had on his 2008 album called um back to god and i fell in love with that the first time i ever heard it and so when i heard it i said to myself "Ooh, i'd like to re-record that one day and it just so happened that's where it wound up was on the gospel album. Interesting. Michael, she got to a point where she can do whatever she wants to do, and it gives her great satisfaction to be able to put this out to the public right now. Well, and that's a, that's a beautiful thing. You know, one of the things that I think about, um, and you're exactly right, most of the folks listening to this show are in a place, and folks we work with, that they can kind of do whatever they want to do financially. You know, that joke that I shared last time about, you can do that when you're old and rich. <laughs> you know, and it was funny. So if you had, didn't hear a joke, you got to go uh, to leanonthewall.com and listen to previous shows. Funny joke. But anyways, all that to be said, it's, you know, I think what's even more important than being able to do what you want to do because you got a bunch of money in the bank or, you know, portfolio or trust accounts or, you know, whatever you got going on there, which are good things. Uh, is to find that passion and purpose as as young and as early as you can. Because it's interesting. I, I found that, you know, regardless of age, it, age is not necessarily the precursor for people finding their passion. And that's why I often say, you know, the idea that there's a lot of people that go to the grave with their music still in them mm. because they know there's something more they want to do, but they're just scared to go do it. And by the way, that's why having a plan around your wealth is so important because it kind of releases you to be able to go do what you want to do. Now you got a real plan that you're comfortable with. You're not just saying, well, gee, I hope the market or I hope this or I hope that. The other thing is, I think just being in a situation where we need to challenge. This is where if you're older and you're listening to this, so if you're retired or soon going to be retired uh, and you're listening to this and you have grandkids or if you're a parent and you have children, One of the things that I'm going to challenge you to do, this is where we need to release and encourage and inspire the next and the younger generation, really, to say, you know what, go find whatever your passion is and live that out. Now, don't wait until you get a bunch of money to live it out. Go live it out now. Because if you find what your passion is, you will affect and change the lives of other people and you'll probably make a pretty good income and lifestyle along the way. Because we, we're, we're, we're passionate about what we're doing instead of just saying, well, I'm going to work this job or do this, and then I'll go do what I want to do. Go, go do what I love to do. And that doesn't mean you're a beach bum. You don't do anything all day. It means you work passionately about what you've been created to do. Jeremiah 29, 11. Very, very important. We're all created for a purpose for a purpose. And I know she had one more clip there that we had, Randy. I think it was important. Yeah, I think it really does kind of fit in with the message of this show. And that is what you started the show with today is is who is influencing you in your life? The importance of surrounding yourself with really positive and good people. She said that's a big part of her life. I surround myself with people who think up great things for me to do. I'm not the thinker-upper, I'm the doer. So you have to have a great team of people who are very energetic, enthusiastic, and creative, and keep saying, you know what you can do? You surround yourself with smarter people than yourself. 
Michael, I have a friend who says, I love interviewing celebrities in all different manners, whether it's business, whether it's athletics, whether it's uh, you know, music, whatever it is, because there's 100,000 people that want to do that one thing. But that's the person that made it a success. That one person out of 100,000 that did it. And it's interesting to hear their take on how it happened and what they think is important. I think that's really key here. She says the same thing that you were saying at the beginning of the program. Surround yourself with good people. Well, it's important. You know, and Vince Gill talks about that is uh, know when to get out of your own way, number one. Number two, uh, you know, I mentioned it in the last show, I believe, or a couple shows back when I talked about the idea of the reason that the horse has blinders on. Stay focused. Stay focused to what you love. And that's why I encourage people, you know, when it comes to their wealth, if you don't have focus with where you're going, you're not going to have the freedom to live your passion. That's really, really important. You might want to be more uh, giving to, let's say, Place of Hope to help underprivileged children or, you know, wherever it may be. But you don't feel released to do that because you don't have a focus with what's going on with the wealth you've created. Surround yourself with people that have focus and passion and purpose, and you'll find yourself finding focus and passion and purpose yourself. It's kind of a neat, kind of a neat thing. So on that note, I just want to thank you for tuning into the show this week. Again, if you're a first-time listener, make sure you subscribe so you can dial in each and every week. If you heard us on the radio, we'll be here same time, same place each and every week. And remember, if you missed the first part of the show or any other parts of the show, go back, go to leanonthewall.com, click on Radio Media, and check it out because I think it's going to be really important for you to propel your life in a, in a position, in a place that you want to be. You got questions, uh, whether it be about what you want us to cover on the show or questions about your portfolio. If you qualify, give us a ring, 888-511-WALL, 888-511-9255. Here is to living on point, living with purpose, and living on purpose this next week. Thanks for tuning in. We'll talk to you next week. Thanks so much. Thanks for listening to The Michael Wall Show. To schedule your personal wealth review, call 888-511-WALL. That's 888-511-9255. To find out more about Michael and the team at The Wall Financial Group, head to leanonthewall.com. By contacting us, we'll review aspects of your retirement portfolio to include suggestions about how to best utilize stocks, bonds, life insurance, annuities, and other financial products, or if changing management styles is appropriate for your specific needs and objectives. Michael Wall is an investment advisor representative of Wall Private Wealth LLC, a registered investment advisor, and solicitation offered through Clarify Advisory Network, an SEC registered investment advisor. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles discussed should not be considered investment advice or recommendation to buy or sell any financial vehicle. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments can fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested. Michael Wall is not affiliated with nor endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency and does not provide legal or tax advice. Please consult with your attorney, accountant, and or tax advisor for advice concerning your particular circumstances. Annuity guarantees rely solely on the financial strength and claims paying ability of the issuing insurance company. Insurance and annuities offered through Wall Financial Group Inc. Music icon Reba McIntyre brings you her first ever Christian gospel album, Sing It Now, Songs of Faith and Hope. But something that has always been a part of my life and my being. So to get to do those songs again, like I'll Fly Away and When the Roll is Called Up Yonder and Amazing Grace and How Great Thou Art, along with new songs called Back to God. We gotta give this world back to God. 20 songs to inspire, including Jesus Loves Me, God and My Girlfriends, and Softly and Tenderly, featuring Trisha Yearwood and Kelly Clarkson. I always get a kick out of of singing with Kelly and Trisha. They're a lot of fun. Our voices are so different that when we sing harmony, it just blends. Sing it now. Songs of Faith and Hope from Reba. Come home. Now, wherever you buy music.